Hello, welcome to Neurotalks International, where we have the most, the hottest and most updated information regarding neurology. Today, we our guest is Michaela Camacho, and we are going to talk. Uh, we are continuing with the UCMD week, and we are going to talk about anti-epileptic drugs. So, I, I, it's a little basic. I, if you're an intern, you might like it, and you, if you are a doctor of the massa, you might love it. Beyond that, uh, again, best of luck f for anyone in the test. Remember to seize the day, wake up early, and, you know, eyes in the game, you know, never lose focus, eyes in the game. Take care. Uh, we starting the episode right now. Hello, Dr. Camacho. How are you? Hi, Dr. Ortiz. I am very good. Thank you. How are you? Very fine. Very fine, Dr. Camacho. Uh, we are very pleased to have you. Could you tell us about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Michaela. I am 25 years old. I am a neurology residency applicant for the 2023 match season, and uh, I am very excited to be here. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yes, uh, best of luck for this incoming match season. Thank you. Um, it's very nice for you to be part of the Neurology USM League Week, so... Uh, we're going to talk about anti-epileptic drugs today, right? Yes, the pharmacology, the mechanism of actions and side effects. Indeed, indeed. So be be beyond that, do you have any advice to anyone who's studied for the USMLE? Um, yeah, I would say that it's very important to be perseverant. And also to remember that it's a um, it's a long it's a long period of time that you will be studying. So please remember to sleep well, drink water, and have the best nutrition possible. All right, all right, all right. So sleep well, okay, okay, best nutrition possible. I agree. So we are going to because there's a lot of anti-epileptic drugs we are going to do like questions so let's start with the first drug so the first drug is carbamazepine so the usually question is usually was the treatment for trigeminal neuralgia and uh, how would you describe a trigeminal neuralgia um, a trigeminal neuralgia is uh, a patient would come and describe it as a very intense sharp pain in the cheek and uh, sometimes it can be, they describe the pain as stabbing pain. Exactly. Stabbing electric pain. Exactly. A patient presents with stabbing electric pain. What's the treatment, doctor? Um, so I know that the treatment could be carbamazepine. The second question, what's the mechanism of action of that drug? All right, it blocks the sodium channels. Okay, so a guy is with electric stabbing pain, you give carbamazepine, 
And then he started developing side effects of that drug. What are the most common side effects? The uh, most common should, one. Yeah, we should be very careful and check for agranulocytosis. Yeah, exactly. Agranulocytosis. What about the sodium? You remember one? You remember? Oh, yeah. Um, S-I-A-D-H. Exactly. So th there's a couple you see in the first A book that you, you shouldn't pay much attention. It's basically agranulocytosis and SAID, uh, SIADH. Uh, it lowers your sodium. It can cause Steven Johnson, but you know, basically for carbamazepine, you should remember agranulocytosis and low sodium. So now you have a kid, you know, that is just having trouble in school, you know, uh, this kid uh, basically stares at nothing um, and it's difficult to arouse him, you know? And you think this guy has ADHD, but in fact, he actually has absence seizures. So after you recognize the kid has absence seizures, you know, they tell you he has the spike and wave pattern on the EEG they tell you what's the treatment. So what's the treatment for these absence seizures? Yeah. Um, the first line for absence seizures is etosuximide. Yeah, but it's never that easy, right? They ask you what is the mechanism of action of etosuximide? Correct. So the mechanism of actions would be uh, block the T-type calcium channels. Yes. Thalamic type calcium channels. And you know, the side effects are fatigue, GI distress, headache, itchiness, Steven Johnson, but they are very low yield on the UCMLE. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree that the most asked question is the mechanism of action. Yes, so mechanism of action. Okay, so now we have gabapentin. Okay, so what question can they ask you in gabapentin? You, you can say you have someone with peripheral neuropathy or post-herpetic neuralgia, you know? So gabapentin is good for, uh, for chronic pain. And, and, you know, so they can ask you, what's the mechanism of action of gabapentin? That, that would be a good question. So you have someone who, who broke his food, you know, um, he's been having chronic pain, you give gabapentin and they ask you, what's the mechanism of action? Yeah, so the mechanism of action of gabapentin is inhibiting high voltage uh, calcium channels. Yes, and uh, it's also agaba, uh, agaba agonist, right? Mm hmm an analog, yeah. So yes, just to be clear, gabapentin blocks calcium channels and it's a GABA analog. And it's a drug that we use for post-herpetic neuralgia and peripheral yeah. neuropathies, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Another drug that we use for peripheral neuropathies, doctor, do you remember? Um, would it be... I'm not sure. I don't think I remember. 
Let me help you. So the two most common drugs for peripheral neuropathy are duloxetine and gabapentin. Mm, yeah, I see. So you start usually with duloxetine, and when, when that doesn't work, you, you give gabapentin. Yeah, I think that uh, the most important thing about gabapentin is because of its sedation effects, people usually take it before bed. Yes, yes. But basically, if you see a question about gabapentin, it will be the mechanism of action. Okay. So let's go with lamotrigine. So when are they going to ask about lamotrigine? So is a word, they can just tell you the guy is having seizures, you know, but it's also a mood stabilizer, right? Mm, yeah, it could be used uh, maybe as a second line for uh, bipolar disorder. disorder. Yeah, so that could be the question. The guy has bipolar disorder, you give lamotrigine, and they ask you, what, what is the mechanism of action of lamotrigine? Yeah, so the mechanism of action is uh, it blocks the voltage-gated sodium channels, so it inhibits the release of glutamate. Very good, doctor. But, you know, but that's not the highest yield point of lamotrigine. It's the side effect, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the most asked question. It causes Steven Johnson syndrome. Yes, you need to repeat that. What's the most common side effect of... Well, not the most common, but the most important side effect that you have to remember about lamotrigine. Yeah, the most asked uh, question about lamotrigine is the side effect, which is uh, the cause, the causing of Steven Johnson syndrome. Yes, Steven Johnson syndrome. And in the clinical practice, you always ask the patient, hey, sir, any rush this week? If they say yes, you stop the medication, okay? So yeah, always remember Steven Johnson for lamotrigine. So mm -hmm. let's go with the next one, levitiracetam, which is called Kepra in the US. So it's the most common antiepileptic used in the United States. It's, you know, they are not going to ask you about the GABA, the, the glutamate or the calcium channel blocker. It works on a lot of channels. They're not going to ask you about that. If they ask you something about levitiracetam, it might be the side effect. So what is the side effect of levitiracetam, doctor? Yeah, um, levitiracetam, aka known as Kepra. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it's a high-yield um, medication asked in the USMLE, but if they ask, it would be that it has neuropsychiatric symptoms like personality changes, and yeah, I think that that one's the most important besides fatigue, drowsiness, and headache. Yes, if you're going to remember anything about levetiracetam and Kepra, is that the patient is going to tell you, hey, doctor, I'm feeling crazy these days. I'm feeling depressed these days. And you have to stop Kepra. That's basically the, the clinical pair. So let's go with phenobarbital, okay? So the most important about phenobarbital is what kind of drug is, is a benzo or a bar barbituric? A barbituric. Yeah, okay, and a barbituric works how, doctor? So the phenobarbital works increasing the GABA action. Yes, increase, uh, yes. So uh, benzodiazepines are work on the receptors and barbiturics acts like GABA, right? Mm-hmm. So, phenobarbital, you have to recognize the question, you know, 
either I know in the UCM it says first line for babies, but you don't see that question very often. It's more that you give when someone is having a seizure, you give one drug, you give the second, you give the third, and then you give phenobarbital. Um, side effects are not very good, you know. If you are going to remember something about phenobarbital, is what about the porf? Is about the citer? Yeah. Yeah. So what about that? That it has it has induction of the cytochrome P four hundred and fifty, and it's important to know that it's contraindicated in porphyria. Very well, very well. Uh, let's say um you're a woman and you're taking you know your birth control pills, and you take carbamazepine or phenobarbital. Your birth control pills are going to be more effective or less effective? Uh, they are going to be less effective. Exactly. So you have to remember this. With phenobarbital and carbamazepine, there are inducers of the P450. So your birth control pills are going to be less effective. Very common question. Mm -hmm. Now let's go with phosphophenetine. This is a really high-yield drug. So... What's the mechanism of action of phenytoin, Doc? Yeah, so it blocks the sodium channels. And it is a very um, high-yield medication. And they always ask about the enlarged gums. That is a side effect of taking this medication. Yes, exactly. So, I mean... But they are not going to tell you enlarged gums, right? What, what are they going to tell you? Mm, maybe that they feel that... I don't know. I'm brushing my teeth and it's bleeding. Oh. And they have... Uh, they use the word hyperplasia of the gums or something. Gums. Yeah. Yeah, but also it's teratogenic, right? Mm-hmm. So the so the female is taken and the baby borns, you know, with osteopenia, so they they can also have um uh, you know um Edantoin syndrome. Yes, Edantoin syndrome. Yeah, and it's also important that it inhibits the folate absorption, so you need to give Folic acid, folic acid supplementation. Yes, yes. Um, for neurology, it's very important to know that it causes nystagmus. You see that very frequently in your clinical practice. But for the USMLE, I would just remember about hirsutism and the gums. Yeah, you're right. Should you remember that it causes lupus-like syndrome? I, I don't think so. Just remember that, that it causes yeah. large gums and hirsutism. Yeah, I think you're correct. And you know, um, also that inhibits your folic acid. Yeah, you should remember that for sure. Okay, so topiramate, what's the mechanism of action? It blocks the sodium channels and it also increases the GABA action. Yes, but they're not going to ask you that. They are going to ask you about the side effects. So what are the side effects? All right, so um, this is a drug used for migraine prophylaxis. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, the side effects are sedation, slow cognition, kidney stones, um, and weight loss. I think those are the most important. And glaucoma, doctor. Oh, yeah, and glaucoma. So, yeah, yeah, let's emphasize that because stone, top pyramid, top pyramid cause kidney stones, uh, glaucoma, and weight loss. So, we, uh, when you have an obese patient with a headache or with epilepsy, they enjoy taking the top pyramid because it makes you lose weight. Mm-hmm. But... You should remember that, the side effects for topiramids. What about valproic acid? So valproic acid inhibit your sodium channel. You, you know what? Actually, you should remember the mechanism of action of valproic acid. <laughs> so, yeah. so what's the mechanism of action of valproic acid? So it increases the sodium channel inactivation, and it also increases the GABA concentration because it inhibits... GABA transaminase. Yeah, so if they're going to ask you something, they're going to tell you, choose the, to, what is the enzyme? So can you repeat the enzyme that is blocked by valproic acid? Yeah, it's the GABA transaminase. Indeed, the GABA transaminase. Uh, so side effects are GI distress, hepatotoxicity, pancreatitis, but the main thing is the neural tube defects, right? Mm-hmm. This is the most teratogenic um, epilepsy drug because it causes spina bifida. Could you repeat that, doctor, so people don't forget? Yeah, please don't forget that valproic acid is contraindicated in pregnancy because it is very teratogenic. It causes spina bifida. Do you think people should remember about the pancreatitis and the pathotoxicity? No, that's not very high yield. Yeah, because all epileptic drugs are hepatotoxic. The only anti-epileptic that is not hepatotoxic is leviteracetam, Kepra. So, yeah, because, for example, we have now a patient with liver failure and he's on Kepra and clonapin, which is clonazepam, because there's not a lot of drugs that you can use for the liver. Mm-hmm. But okay, but so valproic acid in the clinical practice, you can use it for all type of seizures, right? So if you, the question might be something: the patient have myoclonic seizures, so you give valproic acid. What's the mechanism of action? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, maybe it's important to remember that it's also used for bipolar disorder sometimes. Yes, 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 yes. It's used for bipolar disorder. Uh, after lithium, you can use it. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, you know, that's a good question, you know? You choose valproic acid if they have renal failure. So you have a patient with bipolar disorder. And if he has renal failure and they give you a list of drugs, lithium and valproic acid, you choose valproic acid because... Mm-hmm. Because lithium, lithium is secreted in the kidneys. Very good, doctor. So the next drug is complex, but it's definitely tested in the USMLE. So in what disease do you use bigabatrin? And don't say seizures. I mean, you can use it in a type of seizures, but in what type of patients do you use bigabatrin? Um, actually, I don't know. Please tell us. Yeah, so you use it in tuberous sclerosis. Oh, really? Yes. So it's used for 
infantile spasms associated with tuberous sclerosis. Oh, great. So if you don't, if you have West syndrome, you use ACTH. But if you have tuberous sclerosis with infantile spasms, you use bigavatrin. And the important thing about bigavatrin is the side effect and the mechanism of action. So could you tell us, Doc, the mechanism of action? Yeah, so it's an irreversible GABA transaminase inhibitor. So yeah. it, it increases the GABA. So let's remember that valproic acid inhibits GABA transaminase, but it's not irreversible. In this case, it is irreversible. Yeah, you need to repeat that word, irreversible. Yeah, so the GABA train causes irreversible GABA transaminase inhibition. Yes. And valproic acid is not irreversible, but bigavatrin it is. And mm -hmm. what is the side effect that, so why don't we use it in the clinical practice that often bigavatrin? Because it has a very serious side effect, which is? Which is permanent visual loss. Exactly, exactly, doctor, exactly. And finally, uh, you know, they might ask you, what are the three benzodiazepines that we can use with, with liver failure, you know? So mm. I'm just going to tell you, lorazepam, okay. oxazepam, and tenazepam. Okay. All right, doctor. So it was cool reviewing all the antiepileptic drugs with you. Yeah. We reviewed the most important mechanism of actions, the side effects, and the high-yield topics. Yes, and well, doctor, uh, very nice to have you on this episode. Do you want to say hello to someone before saying goodbye? Mm, yeah, of course. I would like to say hello to all of my um, fellow neuro applicants. Um, I wish all of you the best of luck and we will keep working to get that match. Yes, yes, of course. I, I hope everyone match in his dream program. And, you know, uh, there is someone who just finished med school in, in Ecuador. So if you allow me to congratulate Dr. Tenmasa, that would be nice. So... Beyond that, doctor, uh, it was nice having you in the ep in the episode. Uh, uh, wish you good luck. You know, if you want to be in in another episode, please let me know. Thank you very much. I would love that. The best of luck for you in the match, doctor. All right. Thank you. Nice to hear you. All right. <laughs>